Boys, how are you guys today? Hey, look at us. It's three of us back together. Hey, we did it. You think everybody else is as excited about the three of us being together as we are? You know, like I feel like like we get really, yeah, we get really like like into it when it's the three of us. Everybody else is probably just like, start like, what are you drinking? Like, just get going. What's going on? Yeah, this is this is what it should be. This is normal. Get to it. Yeah, it's doing. Do you guys think that like people have favorites? Because like, if you think about like a boy band, all right, like. (laughs) If you think about a boy band where like there are five of them or four of them and it's like only did anyone have another favorite person in 98 degrees? No. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Can you name another person besides Nick Lachey and his brother? <laughs> Ball guy? Yeah. Or he had a beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then uh, so you, you're asking if people one. had there was a fourth one. So you're asking if people have favorite hosts of the brunch breakdown. Yeah. Do you think people do? They just like, I came to see that person, you know? It's not me. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not me. There's like probably after like, I don't know, one of every three or one of every four episodes, like the next day I'll be thinking like, "Mm, people probably didn't like that. (laughs) Like they probably didn't. <laughs> but you know what? I I don't do this for people. I do this for me. So that's okay. That's the <laughs> great like, tagline for the brunch breakdown right now. <laughs> I don't do this for people. I do this for me. This for yeah. Me. Uh, Chris is like my fans are in the house. They were on the same roof. They're here. <laughs> um, it's a great question. I don't know. I hope so. I don't know if it's me to anybody, but I ho- I think I hope so. I don't know. I think well, I I hope I guess I hope that people when they hear it's the three of us they're like this will be good. This will be a good episode. Regardless of menu, right? The three boys are together. We're creating that demand for it. It's been so rare when it happens it's like, "Ooh, special episode. All three <laughs> of them." <laughs> That's how the tweet will start this week. Special episode. We're all together. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, let's get it started. What's up? It's Didi out here in Las Vegas. Dan and Chris are in Pittsburgh. It's the Brunch Breakdown Podcast. And today on the show, we have a lot of fun. Uh, We've got the best Shaq court of all Shaq courts. I don't even know if we're going to be able to do Shaq court anymore after this one. Uh, We're going to be talking a lot of sports things today. We're going to give our hottest sports takes right now. And what's something that isn't a sport, but feels like one? We're going to talk about that. Plus beer, music, and a lot more. Maybe bee stings, too. I can't <laughs> wait to find out. <laughs> Dan, let everybody know where they can find the brunch breakdown. Gladly. And since it's been a little while, and we maybe got some new people here, and this is maybe your first episode hearing the three of us together, let's tell you. Let's tell you people where you can find the brunch breakdown. Answer. Everywhere. Daily Double. Uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find the brunch breakdown. We've got new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure you're hitting follow or hit subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. All right. Those episodes will come to you every Wednesday. They'll be ready for you whenever you're on the go, in the car, listening, on your phone, on your tablet. They'll be there for you waiting. The three of us, they will be. We also have full video episodes that come out on YouTube and our Facebook page. Those premiere at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, available on demand anytime. Um, Again, every Wednesday. Moving forward, check those out there. We're everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, and so on. At Brunch Breakdown, follow us. Follow you back. Let's be friends. And don't forget, we give you music, new music, what we're listening to each and every week. Put it together in a beautiful little playlist. We call it the Sounds of Brunch because that sounds amazing. And that's what we give you. And that's updated exclusively on Spotify every Friday. Check that out too. Beautiful. And shouts to the new listeners, because I love doing this podcast every week, but it feels like we get a listener bump every time we miss a week. So (laughs) the demand's there, baby. I'm telling you. It's yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know why that happens. But anyways, uh, all right, let's get into it. Get it off our chest. Um, Chris, what you got, man? Cool. Uh, So I really think I want to talk about like the fact that it's okay to to willingly do shit that's hard 
like it's okay and probably actually a good thing to like try and do some hard shit on a consistent basis. I feel like I see so much stuff with people and it's mostly on the internet, which is probably the problem, but like people finding reasons to not do hard things or like if something is out there that you could do and it would be difficult or a challenge, like finding ways to make fun of it or talk down on it as opposed to like, I don't know, sacking up and like actually trying something out of your comfort zone. Um, and this isn't just like a fitness thing. Okay. Like obviously, yeah, it's hard to go get uncomfortable in the gym. That's not really what I mean. Like if you're stuck in a job and like you could put yourself out there to try and get something that you believe in more. Um, or like I see it with parenting all the time. People saying like reasons that all the reasons it's hard to have kids. So, well, you shouldn't have kids. Okay. But like, it's also very fulfilling and it could change your life for the better. Um, and like shit, even like pets, I think pets are stupid, but it's hard. It would be hard to like get a dog, you know, cause you got to take care of the thing. And uh, maybe that's what people need. I don't know. I just think there's just like this complete lack of people getting out of their comfort zone and trying hard things. And uh, I think we'd all be better if we did more of that. I don't know. Is that super vague? I just think like. Yeah. I need you to call, <laughs> I need you to put a name to it or something. I need you to put something to it. Like. No, there's nobody. There's nobody in particular, <laughs> man. It's just like year like the weeks and months and years of being on the internet you know being on the internet and seeing people just like dig into shit that to me on my end seems like not i don't know doesn't seem like like that big of a deal like wh what if you tried it what if you went outside your comfort zone what if you did something hard it maybe yeah maybe it would suck but like maybe on the back end of it you'd feel unbelievably fulfilled and it could change your life for the better and i really think like most hard things like across the board, most things that you could do in life that are a challenge in some way, mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever the case may be. Like, even if, even if you try the thing and you don't find quote unquote success, like you're probably in some way, shape or form better for at least having tried. And then who knows, maybe like you do the thing, it is a success. And then that snowballs into something Great. Like, obviously there's parallels with fitness, but I'm not, this, this isn't even like a fitness thing, but like, yeah, like it's hard to improve your health, right? It's hard to eat well. It's hard to make, make the right choices with your diet. It's hard to like commit and then actually follow through with showing up and go to the gym two, three, four times a week, whatever you say you want to do. Um, I don't know. Just do it. Like, just do it. It's going to be hard. There's so much shit that's hard out there. And like, if you think you're going to be able to go through life without doing hard things, man, oh man, like, I don't know. That just seems where you're going to be in 20, 30 years. You're going to be in the same place you are right now. So people just go do hard shit. That's what Chris wants to say today. And maybe it's vague, but do hard shit. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Take a risk, take a gamble, get out there outside the comfort zone. I'm all for that. All for that. The only thing I disagree on is uh, if it if this hard shit is going to possibly make you lose money, don't. <laughs> if you're at a certain age, don't don't do it. Like, I got to tell you, I was telling this to Siobhan's aunt uh, the other day because she was like, you guys got somebody you paid somebody to paint your house. I was like, yeah, because I started to. We looked at it and we're like, don't continue. And I was like, yep, that's probably right. And she was like, well, you can become handy at a later age. I was like, no, you can't. Because some people just, some people who don't do it, they're like, no, they, but they do other stuff that's like DIY kind of shit. And they're just like, no, like, I, I don't want to do that. But then they like are kind of holding themselves back from what they could do. That's not me. I'm not handy. I never have been. I never will be. And I'm cool with that. But like. Because being handy just costs you money now that I'm a homeowner. So I'd rather We're, just have someone else do it and not make me lose money. Did you think perhaps like before the end result of that project, did you think going into it, like perhaps this was your opportunity to start 
becoming handy? No, it was my opportunity <laughs> to save money. Yeah. And like I've told you guys in the past, anytime I try to save money, just end up losing it. <laughs> and that's what I did there. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. But right. I'm with you, Chris. Other than, you know, other than sometimes you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. And when I do home projects, Ooh. I know when to walk away. I like that. Smooth. <laughs> this guy, Mr. Vegas right now. <laughs> I didn't make that up, Dan. You you reacted to that like that was my line. That's not my No, line. but it was just like, it was way too easy. Like you, it was like you had it set up on a platter. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a compliment. It was good. <laughs> I like that. Dan, get it off your chest. All right. Well, boys, the one, the only Taylor Swift was in town in the great city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, not that long ago, just last week. Huge commotion, right? Started every newscast. I don't watch the news. I'm assuming it did. It seemed like it based on their social media. So take my word for it. Um. It was the first date on her tour where she played the same city two nights in a row. So kind of a big deal for her. It broke the attendance record, not only for the stadium that it was held in, but for any major event in the city of Pittsburgh broke the attendance record uh, because you have to count the people inside the stadium and outside the stadium. We've seen, if you, if you, if you've seen it, any coverage, there are people, thousands of people that line up just standing outside the stadium, listening, singing along. I know many people that did that, that couldn't get into the building. So there were like roughly 73,000 people inside the building and another 10 to 15 outside the building, just standing there, singing along the riverfront. And people all week leading up to the show were hating on Swifties, hating on them. Right. But here's the thing. We went to a, a different concert the very same weekend. Right. I couldn't get into the building. So had to go to another show. We went to a show with the used and pierce the veil. Okay. A little new age, a little bit older, familiar with the used. Most people are, I'm sure. But the used and pierce the veil put on a show. There were roughly a little under 5,000 people at this show. But the, the the girls that were there, and I'm using that word purposely, all right, because they were the same age as like the majority of Swifties, right? I'm talking teenage girls, 13 all the way up to 19, maybe even 20, right? They were going out of their freaking minds for these bands to the same level of intensity as Swifties do for Taylor Swift, right? Just because there's millions more of them doesn't mean that they deserve, nay, we Swifties deserve all this hate. Just, I just want to tell people, back off the Swifties a little bit, okay? Pittsburgh has never been cleaner, safer, or more calm after a major concert than when Taylor Swift was here two nights in a row. One Kenny Chesney concert would play, put that place down in flames with garbage all over the place. This time, no, none of it. Okay? And that's the Swifties, baby. So shouts to the Swifties for being the best. And, like, stop all the hate because... People are the same level crazy and intense for other bands. There's just not as many of them. It just comes down to numbers. All right. So just think about that next time you want to hate on the Swifties. That's all I got to say. I like it. I like it because, I mean, it's true. People are crazy for about everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody. And they just hate this fan bait, but it's just because of the number. Right. But. I was there witnessing. I was there at that show going like, these are the same people. It's the same level of intensity. It's just a different style of music. And they don't get judged for it. And they shouldn't either. Nobody should. 
Here we Dan, are. Dan, when did fans. when did you and I go to Taylor Swift? It was like six or seven years ago now. Six years ago. Six years ago. 1989 tour. Wonderful. Blast. Yeah, yeah. that was a great show. Okay. So I, I went into that kind of like as one of the people who makes fun of the Taylor Swift fans and Taylor Swift herself. Um, and like, it's been a long time since then. I, I didn't know she was coming until she got here. And then I kind of saw some of that, like, Oh, I can't believe Taylor Swift, this, that fans. Oh, I can't stand it, whatever. And I was just like, are we still doing this. Like we're still like, <laughs> that's, that just seems like an old talking point, Like, come on, find something new. She's still around. Yeah. She's still crushing it. So like, I think she's bona fide, and the people that follow her are bona fide, just like let it go. Yeah, yeah and- people can't believe how popular she is, but it's like, do you know what pop? You know what pop music stands for? Popular. <laughs> you know the thing that I think is funny is that people always like do this, and they group it into like young kids, and I'm like, Taylor Swift's been around since 2006. My wife is a Swifty, <laughs> who is going to the show in August. Like, yeah, Dan, we're all there. I'm just like, if you've been around since 2006, like I, it's not, it's not just kids. Like I know Taylor Swift makes a brand of music that is not like alienating any fan base. So yeah, like you can take your five-year-old to the Taylor Swift show and have no app, no problem whatsoever. It's not gonna be sexy or racy or anything like that. But like the people paying these tickets are in their thirties or in their forties, mm-hmm. like who've been listening to Taylor Swift forever. So like. I don't know. The talking points with Taylor, it's like they never change. They just keep going. It's stupid. Never. All right. Uh, And I need to get this off my chest. And it's funny because I didn't talk about, we didn't talk this through. But yeah, mine's Taylor Swift too, but on the opposite end of this. Oh, don't you dare. No, no, no. I'm not hating on this. And I don't want people to think that I'm hating. I promise I'm not. Here's what I'm saying. Because the show came to Pittsburgh, so that means my like Facebook timeline, my Instagram timeline <laughs> are a bunch of parents talking about the Taylor Swift show. Whether they had tickets or they wanted tickets or whatever. Or And I saw some long sob stories about how this is all little Ella wants for her. And it's like this is going to crush her dreams if she can't get tickets. And we're going to go stand outside of the stadium and hope that somebody will blah, 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 grant us a miracle. Okay. I understand that Taylor Swift is like one of the biggest things in the world. I get it. And there are other artists like this too. And there have been artists like this in the past. And there will be artists like this in the future. Sometimes you just can't go. Like, take your kids to other shows. Like, there are other concerts to go to. They shouldn't just be putting all their eggs in this one basket. They just shouldn't. And I understand that it's heartbreaking if you're a parent and you want to give your kids this one thing that they really, really want. You can't do it. I get it. But, like, you don't need to go to the public and just say all of these things and it's like we get tickets to a show it's like don't do that because if you're doing that then that means you're telling your daughter that then that means she's putting all her eggs in one basket i'm like guys go to other shows go to other concerts there are millions of other artists like dan went to every show but taylor swift that week which i thought was (laughs) hilarious (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's like because I didn't know if you were protesting the I don't know if you were protesting the price of tickets or what, but like there are just other shows to go to, and there's so many other artists doing the same thing. And I'm just like, guys, like I get it, you want to go, but sometimes you just can't pay a thousand dollars to sit in nosebleeds. You can't do it. And so I just want people to just, you know, chill and just like be like, all right. I can do this or I can't do this and take your kids to more shows. So then this one show won't mean the world is ending just other shows. Like, and listen, I'm talking to somebody who loves music. You guys all love music too. You get what I'm saying, but it's just like, just don't put all your eggs in this one Taylor Swift or Beyonce or Ed Sheeran, these huge shows that are super expensive. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Just take your kids to other shows and they won't be so devastated that they can't go to this one show or expose your kids to the sounds of brunch playlist so they can find some artists that aren't multi-million ah. you know fall like come on how original mom you and your daughter listen to taylor swift get her listening to the used like dan okay yes let's come on let's uh let's broaden our- the 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 musical palette if you will to our pittsburgh based fans up you've heard us mention Biba Doobie a time or a thousand. She'll be here in August. Get to that show. Yeah. Safe show. Great show. Get to that show. 
Great also, advice. Great advice by the both of you. Also, I'm I'm always surprised at like how many Facebook posts should just be text messages. Oh God. Oh my goodness, that's a beautiful phrase you just you just muttered right there. That's incredible. Right there. Just like send it to a person and keep it off the internet, please. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, why is it that? Like, why do I feel like it's especially on Facebook? It's like why i'm not your like we're not friends <laughs> like that we're not we're just not you know yeah. what i mean and like we know that but like why do i feel like i just got into your world and your soul i don't need that like we're not friends we see each other we dab each other up and stuff you know but we're not friends text <laughs> your friends <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one possibly a topic for the future yeah yeah that's great well, that was getting off your chest. Now let's uh, talk Brews Day. Boys, I don't have a brew, but I want to give a big shout out to Trustworthy Brewing Company in my hotel. They have the Trustworthy IPA and they have this uh, Showstopper IPA that is really good too. But uh, Trustworthy IPA is what I've had since I've been here. And I really like it. So big shouts to Trustworthy. Trustworthy? Hmm? Oh, yeah. I might look that up. Chris, Dan's, what are you drinking today? Dan's going into his catalog. I know. I'm <laughs> going, okay, yeah. This is a Burbank brewery. Burbank. Burbank. Goulet. Burbank. <laughs> Goulet. Okay. Um, okay. Well, mine will be quick. I do have a brew, uh, but it's another non-alcoholic. I I got the uh, Sam Adams one that it. Dan had mentioned uh, ah, a few yes. weeks back. And this tastes really good. But like I'm having trouble now not analyzing these non-alcoholic beers based on their calorie content. Not that that matters at all. Like, let's be clear. It doesn't and shouldn't matter if you just want to have a good beer, non-alcoholic beer, whatever the case may be. But like the minute I saw that those BrewDog ones are 20 calories a piece, this Sam Adams one is like 98, 98 calories. And there's no alcohol in it. The Corona Premier is only 90 calories and it has alcohol in it. So I was a little bit surprised that this is almost hundred calories with no alcohol, um, but it does taste very smooth and very good. So I suppose that that's part of what we're working with here. That means it was made with love. That's <laughs> it's that tasty. It's it was just... made with everything but alcohol. Yeah. Sam Adams really went for it. Shouts to, shouts to them. By the way, the name is just the haze. Sam Adams, just the haze. So here you go. Nice. Very nice. Uh, well, I'll make for up for it with the uh, for both of you today because uh, I've got a nine percenter here. Because let's go, three boys <laughs> are back together again. Time it. for a little bruise day. Uh, this is from the wonderful Columbus, Ohio-based brewery Hoof Hearted, and this is their "Quit Your Fussing on Me" sour double IPA. Oh my! Brewed with raspberry, blackberry boysenberry vanilla and milk sugar boys this is this is where it is it's all oh, in here that's sick. what it is not all... in that beer that's unbelievable it, it, that's the, that is the question what is not in this beer and it's lovely you get a lot of the raspberry actually more than those other flavors a lot of the vanilla uh and it is it's a sour ipa so it's not just like real tart and sour really well balanced that touch of milk sugar on the end there. I mean, boys, we are back. We are better than ever. Quit your fussing on me. Hoofarted. Anywhere you can get it, get it. It's decently distributed. Known for their sours. Great IPAs as well. Shouts to them. Been to the tap room. Lovely little place. A little unique um, in Columbus, Ohio. But once I see a hoofarted on the shelf, it's coming home with me. It's coming home with Steel City. And here we are. Nice. Beautiful. Uh Brew Dog has a rooftop uh bar here next to MGM. And I found this out yesterday Ooh. and I'm very excited to go check it out. Wow. Yeah, they've got like ski ball and pool tables everywhere and a bunch of other shit. Um yeah. I, I'm very excited to check you that go. out in the next few days. Yeah. There you go. And hey, you can do it while you're working. You got they got all the NAs there. The Elvis non-alcoholic, you know. Just there for the flavor, baby. Just there for the flavor. Just there for the flavor. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to check one out. I'm going to check the calorie count. Hopefully they've got some high calories. There you go. Ones. 
(laughs) Now that I know 100 calories is the bar, right? 98 98 calories is the bar. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) All right. Gonna, I'm, I'm, that's gonna be my search. I'm gonna look for the most. I'm gonna look for the fattest non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys! Well, cheers! 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 All right. Well, let's get into the main menu. Chris, you brought this to the chat. What's something that isn't a sport but feels like one? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I forget. I saw it was that on Twitter. I saw somebody yes. post that or something. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. And I'm happy to lead us off with this one because I actually experienced one of those things today. Um, once your kids get to a certain age and, and really uh, a certain level of speed and agility, um, taking them to the playground. Like, Taking your kids to the playground, following them around, making sure that they don't fall right off of the shit that they shouldn't be climbing on in the first place. That, my friend, tests all of the athletic skills and abilities that the human body can produce. So uh, I had a lot of things come to mind that were parenting related. But yeah, I'll kick it off with that. Uh, Chasing your kid around the playground. It's pretty challenging. Nice. Daniel. Yeah, Chris, it sounds like you're like you want you're ready to get into your next career like a gymnastic spotter. Like you're just Yeah, those guys that are at the I think like the parallel bars. bars Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I I come always ready. I go to the playground with like one of those huge like soft bags for my kids to land on. I just throw it down, you know, like the gymnastics (laughs) pads. You need to go there in the full red, white, and blue outfit, the whole jumpsuit. And be like, what was the guy in the 1996 Olympics, the gymnastics coach, the big mustache guy? And he was, anytime they don't land on their, you know, on their feet, both of their feet, you just get angry. You're like, land soft, land soft. <laughs> Anyways, I can see it happening. Your next career, you have enough going on. Um, the word feels is what really stuck to my mind with this tweet. Uh, don't be afraid to catch feels. It was feels like a sport. And for me, driving into work every day, driving in rush hour traffic, it feels like a competitive event to me because you're against every other person on the road and you are up against the time challenge. Not only that, you're you're against red lights, green lights, things that are out of your control. And it feels competitive in nature and it feels like a sense of either accomplishment or complete failure by the time you get there. It just, it just feels that way for me. Like screw NASCAR. Anyone can drive around a circle. All right. Give me the road course, but put a bunch of stoplights in it and a bunch more cars. That, that feels competitive for me. And it brings out probably too much of my competitive spirit a little bit, but I'd watch that on TV. <laughs> you ain't rubbing. You, you ain't, ain't racing, Dan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, for me, walking through a large crowd of people. Oh, like after an event gets out, thousands yeah. of people. I'm talking, not like you're at you know you're casually walking. No, you're trying to get to your car, but like you got thousands of people leaving a stadium, leaving an arena. You're trying to get out. That to me is a competitive sport because I am as soon as it happens, I'm automatically thinking of ways to maneuver it. And like sometimes I cross people up so I can get my like movement to the left and the right. Like I, it, it turns into like four different sports for me. And like it never turns into football. I'm never a running back running over somebody. But some people, they do. And you always gotta keep your head on a swivel. You never know who's crazy. You never know who is gonna be doing something. I feel like I take walk getting out of a place like it's it's a full sport for me. Dude, it's so funny you say that because speaking of the the Pierce the Veil and the Used concert I was just at, I don't know what age this started to happen. And this could be a whole other conversation that we don't need to have right now. But once I'm like in the venue, I'm like, where's the where how do we get back out of here? Where where's the quickest and nearest exit when the show's over? That's major and dad hated, energy right there. Dude. I know. I hated it. But I'm like, <laughs> I say to Shannon, I'm like, we've been in this venue before. It's 
the worst venue to get in and out of the building itself and then traffic. It's, it's, it's like a mini star, like one way in one way out. So I unfortunately have to go to say to her before the show starts during the last song, be ready because there'll be a moment and I'm going to tap you and we're out of here because, or else you've bought yourself two hours in the parking lot from experience. We know that. So we're on the same page, but I hate going into the show going, here's how we're getting out of here. <laughs> and where's the door and how do we exit the quickest to run to the parking lot? But very much like a sport, like you were saying there. I did it at Quinn 92 recently. Cause I was like, cause he didn't end with stay next to me. He ended with another song and I don't like that song. And I was like, all right, deuces. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> It's all part of the game. <laughs> Cause it was like, stay next to me. And I was like, Oh, Oh, this isn't it. All right. I'm out of here. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> I think from this discussion, a lot of people play this sport on Sundays at the end of church. Like the amount of people, like you go up to communion and like, you're supposed to come back to your seat and sit back down for another, like two minutes before that. And like, Half a church doesn't do that. And, and one of the churches we go to, it's one of those parking lots where like you just file in one car behind the other. And then like, it, who knows if you're going to be able to get out when <laughs> it matters, like did the person in front of you leave early, like you left early. And if not, then like you actually kind of have this like combination of the walking part that Didi said, and then like the rush hour traffic part that, that Dan said, that's a, uh, and I didn't think of that till right now, but that's kind of like a sport. Um, I'll, like a, a few of the Olympic sports came to mind for me because I there's like some Olympic sport. Like, are they really sports? Like, is race walking really a sport? Have you seen race walking? I'm not. I'm not so sure it is a sport. It definitely feels like a sport. Like they give it the marathon treatment. There's a starting line. There's a finish line. Somebody breaks the tape at the finish line. There's people clapping on the side, holding up posters like you. Yeah, walk real good today. Like, but is it a sport? Is it really a sport? I don't know. I, I think I want to put an actual sport on here, and and I'm going to go race walking. Their feet, you, you the point, you, <laughs> it's race walking because like you always have a foot on the ground. That's how they classified it. Both your feet come off the ground. You're now you're no longer race walking. You're running and you're disqualified. You're but I think like, how is it athletic if your feet never come off the ground? I don't know. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, break dancing is coming up in the next Olympics. Oh Yeah. You, we don't need to get in this conversation right now. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. But <laughs> Dan's we always time. ready. But I'm always yeah, ready. Like we got the whole Olympic conversation. Stay on top, um, boys. <laughs> what that's competitive again to me, and probably not 98 percent of the rest of the world is grocery shopping, and that's because you're going up against two. And here's how you score it: two factors, time. And savings. You need to maximize your savings in the fewest, the least amount of time. And every day in my every week, I should say, and my wife hates it. It's competitive for me. Because it's time. Let's get it in and out. Let's get in. Let's get out. Let's save as much as we can. And Dan, the grocery man, knows the ins and outs, knows where to go. We've got a map, we've got a procedure. Let's do what we need to do. And it's far too competitive for me. But you know what? Like, uh, what was the, what was the shopping, the grocery shopping show that was the uh, the um game show? Supermarket sweep. Supermarket sweep was a huge hit. So I feel like people get down for that. Throw that in the Olympics. Winter Olympics. Throw it indoors. A little ice, maybe the maybe the freezer aisles. You gotta you know, you gotta throw in some ice skates, a little something like that. I'm there. I'm training. The I'm ready. <laughs> the hot, the hot foods. It's a, it's a beach volleyball, you know, rotisserie chickens. I, I don't know, uh, but I'm ready. 
You just put the Olympics in a grocery store? Is that what you want? That's basically what I want. <laughs> Two of my favorite things colliding. That's basically what I want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Buying tickets for something big on Ticketmaster is oh. <laughs> feels like a sport to me. Or not on Ticketmaster if you're talking about Coachella or something. But yeah, um, just the amount of hoops you have to jump through to try to get tickets now. You want your email address and they want your social media info so you can get more situations and like you're talking to other friends who are like trying to get tickets too and you're all coordinating and you're making sure it's like, oh, I'm on my phone in my car, but I got this. Oh, because I bought Coachella tickets this year while at Major's Dentist Appointment. He's getting his teeth clean, and I'm like, Pete, got him. (laughs) But it's literally like a sport now. It's like so you're just they've made it so hard and so annoying to like get anything when you're just getting something that's like just highly sought after tickets that like it becomes a sport. You've got four laptops open, one's got the internet on, so you don't want the IP addresses to get mixed up. You're like, (laughs) I feel like that's a sport now. A little man just walking. Yeah. He's watching a little man not move and he's just like <laughs> running in place. Like, Go! I like it. Anything you else? Got, Chris, you got any other ones that are parenting based? Uh yeah, there uh so one that infant, came to infant curls. Infant curls. Something like that. <laughs> My daughter does she likes uh she likes curls. Yeah, that's a fun one. No, I think um like getting out of the house is an easy one, just like in general for anything, because it's oh, not, it's gold like medalist. there's, there's athletic component to it because you're chasing the kids around to like, get them dressed, get their shoes on, like get them to, to move in the same direction. So that's like athleticism is involved, but there's also like you, you, you learn it as your kids get older and, and you learn what they like and what they dislike. There's also like a game plan that has to be put into place sometimes. Like if my daughter is in one of those fits where like she hates the car seat, you have to game plan ahead of time to like have the tools necessary to distract her so that she can be put in the car seat and then be able to get out of the house and move. So there's like, there's a lot of strategery involved there where i feel it feels like a sport to me (laughs) uh the last one the last one i have um actually i had two more getting all the groceries in one trip Mm. oh yeah i'm trying to do that that feels like a sport to me and uh (laughs) and also to chris's point but mine's on the reverse it's getting everyone back in the car after you've done something. And that Mm. counts the stroller that counts whatever else you have and making sure you have everything folding everything up. And I try to do it as fast as possible. And like, cause you know, strollers are great these days and I just freaking fold them down. I feel like I'm the fastest stroller folder in the world. Like make that an Olympic sport. I feel like I'm the fastest period. Don't mess with me. Like I'm, you know, maybe have a bad, have an unfair advantage because I, you know, host a channel of baby videos but still just you know i'm very good at it like i'm very any stroller just give me two seconds with it folded we're done in the car but yeah folding Uh, strollers feels like a sport last one i have is super relatable to the one you guys were just talking about uh wwe wwe really wish that was more Of a sport. I mean, you guys are talking about, you know, folding things up, getting kids in a car. I mean, like suplexes, DDTs, clotheslines, whatever it takes to get the kids in order. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, get them in a WWE ring. Um, yeah, there's a lot of athleticism, a ton of athleticism that goes into uh, professional wrestling. But naturally, um, it is not scored and it is all scripted, but they're still very much a sport like feel to it so it's a sport to me it's real to me damn it <laughs> oh god they're i mean listen they're athletes it's just not a sport yeah so it's not like yeah. i'm not saying they're athletes. fair it's not a sport good point yeah good point all right well let's get into uh hottest take hottest sports takes right now guys dan get us started it's your hottest sports uh, take right now uh hottest sports take right now um 
it doesn't matter if Messi comes to the MLS. It, it, Major League Soccer is always going to be behind golf. It always is. It doesn't matter. Saw it with Beckham. Like, bring the best of the best. Oh, it, it freaking doesn't matter over here. Okay? These guys, at the end of their career, they're the greatest of all time. Soccer will always be behind golf. Golf will always be behind hockey. So on and so forth. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. It'll it'll never it'll never eclipse it. It's you know, all of a sudden, uh, pickleball is the fastest growing sport, right? Like I can see pickleball overtaking soccer one day. Like it's to that point where soccer has slowed down significantly. They're like, but Messi, no, no, sorry. Just some thoughts. <laughs> the pickleball stat you gave makes me more mad than the Messi thing. <laughs> It's true. Fastest growing sport in America. Look, give me every the data. Okay. Is this because like every retirement community in Florida now has pickleball nets? Come on. Young people are playing it. I know young people that are playing it. I remember. No, I don't know why. I don't know why. Because it's it's like tennis, but easy. But like that, 10 years ago, easy. they said tennis Shorter, was the small. was the fastest growing sport in the u.s it's just look easy. at Didi's punching himself in the face <laughs> all you need is a racket anybody can play it doesn't mean it's good just pickleball is so annoying it's, just... <laughs> it's bad like, we want to play tennis but we want to play tennis but we don't want to run around as much it's easier badminton that's all there, it there is. you go it's like badminton and tennis combined it's, it's the middle it's like good it's middle middle ground easier there. badminton like you don't have the little weird thing to like chase around because that's always been the crappy thing about badminton. Now they figured that out. The birdie? It's Is that called yeah, birdie? the birdie. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, that thing's annoying to like hit around and everything. Like whoever made up that sport is an idiot. Like, yeah, <laughs> make that a, a topic for next week or something. Who invented he's, badminton? His hottest take just became badminton. <laughs> <laughs> Has badminton never been? In, it's got to have been in the Olympics at some point. I think it has. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't We're know if it still is. Art that should be sports. Like, how about one that is? <laughs> and they're just like, no, we're done uh -huh. with this. We're not. They're like, <laughs> England wins all the time. No one else wants to play. We don't care. Uh, fastest growing sport. Everything's the fastest growing sport. Everything. It doesn't yeah. matter. Video games. Fastest growing sport. Pickleball. Fastest growing sport. Everything's the fastest growing sport. Shut up. <laughs> Hate it. Hey pickleball. All right. My hottest take, since I'm already talking. Uh <laughs> my hottest take is um Victor Wimbanyama. I don't know if he's gonna be good or not, but I can tell you this right now. He's not gonna be the greatest player of all time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's not. Please stop. Like, if we like he's not it's just, the guy is seven foot one thousand, he's two pounds, and like, I know he does amazing things, and I hope the best for this kid, but we've seen this before, guys. Like, we've seen tall people just get hurt. We still see tall people get hurt and not be able to play forever. I hope he does great. But here's here's the other hottest take that goes with this, is I feel like there needs to be more conversation about who's going to dunk on him first than if he's going to be great. Because I can't <laughs> wait to see him get dunked on. And it is basketball. Everyone is going to try. Like, everyone is going to try. Hey, maybe he's the best player of all time and they fail a billion times. Also going to be exciting. We need to talk about more things that are going to be exciting. And that's Victor getting dunked on. Like, NBA, make it happen. Minnesota Timberwolves, Spurs, opening night. Anthony Edwards is going to try the whole night. I would make it Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> but John ja Morant likes to play with guns, so yeah. he won't be there for a while. But when he gets back, Spurs, Grizzlies, must-see TV. So is this guy, I didn't even know who he was, but as you were talking through it, he's a basketball player. Was he uh, like the number one pick or something? He is the biggest, he is the most talked, most hyped prospect since LeBron. Since LeBron. He yep. is his highlights are unreal to watch. You were like, what is happening? He's seven foot four and plays like Kevin Durant. It's wild. Wow. It's it's wild to watch him. Like he's got a highlight where he literally takes a step back three pointer and dunks his own follow up. He takes like two steps. It, it's 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 fascinating. I'm just mm -hmm. like, everyone pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Let's just get hyped to watch him get dunked on <laughs> at that tall. <laughs> I can't wait.
Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, my hottest take is just like I, I don't, I don't think we need to report on sports all the time because of the hot takes. I just don't. I've seen so many reports about like the amazing accuracy of rookie QBs in optional OTAs this summer. I'm just like, of course it's practice. There's, they're not playing football. And like, there's, I don't know. There's just like so much stuff that gets reported on that. I'm like, is anybody actually asking about this? Is anybody talking about this? Was anybody wondering this on June, whatever, 2023? I don't, I don't know. There's just too much. We're reporting and and then, and then like the first take shows with the hot takes and they, they like, they feel so forced nowadays, don't they? I feel like those shows mm-hmm. were interesting early on, but like they've covered all the same topics so many times that now it just feels like they're forced. They like, well, we gotta, I gotta say something. So they come, I don't know. I just, I don't think we need 24, seven, 365 coverage of every sport. I don't think it's necessary. Agreed. I've said that forever. Yeah. It's awful. Look, I don't, there never should, there, there's no need for 24 seven sports. There's no, there's barely any need for 24 seven news. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, there's a reason that like CNN turns the international coverage at like two in the morning. Like, it's like, right. what are we doing here? <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's, it's silly. I, I hear you. And yeah, now, but I, you know, who we should blame for all this baseball. Because you know why you're getting all these OTA reports from rookie QBs? Because baseball's worthless. That's Uninteresting. Because it's literally, it's just, it's like everybody in sports should just take off for the next month and a half. And like, we get back yeah. to football season. It's like basketball's over, hockey's over. All right, take a break. It's true. It's true. Because um, that was my 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 secondary take was like all sports, all, all sports are too long. The seasons are too long and the games are too long. Football, basketball, hockey, golf. We gave baseball credit a couple weeks ago, right? With them like shortening the games, which was a great move. This season is still way too, way too damn long, way too long. College football, Way too long. They're actually taking measures this year to speed up the game of college football. Thank goodness. I, I love college football. I love professional football. Oh my! Like four hours though. Four hours. I don't. I don't need that. I don't need that. There's too much stress in a game that I'm watching that I don't need my heart racing for four of them. Let's cut it down just, just a tad. Just all sports are too long. I like watching golf this time of year because nothing else is on. It's too long. It's too long. I, I I need things to go quicker. I need everything to go quicker. I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older and less patient or like there's more. Th- I want to watch more things, but I can't because everything is taking so long. It's the reasons they take so long for me. Like, it's not like it's yeah. action for four hours. It's not. Right. Right. It's commercials oh, and replays and all this other shit. And you're just like, that's why I get annoyed with the yep. time. It'd be funny. It'd be cool if it were like if it were like a movie where I'm sitting there watching Fast and Furious for freaking two and a half hours and I'm excited the whole time. But no, like I'm watching commercials and, and people yeah. in striped shirts. I rewatched the backyard brawl the other day and like oh, the God. amount of video reviews and then like challenges and timeouts and then like officials huddling together to figure stuff out. Oh, it was just so painful. And then when the teams both throw the ball 40 times a game, it's just too much, too much. Well, those are our sports thoughts right now. Let's get into Shaq court. Uh, Shaq paid a visit to Home Depot because a girl went viral who was extremely pretty and posted a video, posted a bathroom selfie from her job at Home Depot. And a lot of people were like, yo, hot Depot, hot deep Home Depot Bay. And then other people were like, she works at Home Depot. And then other people went back on the Wayback Machine and like found some old tweets of hers and people were hating on her a lot. So people didn't enjoy that too much. But Shaq was like, hey, man, don't let anybody hate on you. And he shows up at her Home Depot. She's not there and shot a rap video. And um, and just, yeah, it's a full rap and video for Shaq at Home Depot. And 
I can't think of a better Home Depot commercial than that viral Instagram post from Shaq. This man. Like. This man. I, I don't. How does he have the time? And who is he running these ideas by? It is so, it's hilarious and awkward all at the same time. This rap video of Shaq going in and out of Rose aisles at a Home Depot, talking to employees and customers, getting them involved, picking up children. It's so, he's one of the most famous people on the planet. And he's like, Yes, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go into this Home Depot, and here's what we're going to do. And everybody in his circle is like, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it's out. It's out there for the world to see. And it's not a terrible song, but it's so hard to watch. It's so hard to watch because of how awkward it is. And it's like, what? I don't I don't know why. I don't know why it happens anymore. Why is he? Do, why does he do these things like for free? But essentially, like I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Go sell another cartridgeless printer or something. Like it's it's fascinating what this man is doing this long after his basketball career. He's he's just an influencer. Like, I think we need to stop <laughs> calling Shaq anything other than an influencer. He was a basketball player and he's not now like host of TNT's inside the NBA. That's not what he is. He is an influencer that just so happens to do like a bunch of different stuff. That's what, that's what Shaq is to me anymore, especially after yeah. this Home Depot thing. Yeah. And he owns a lot of different companies that he does these things for. Which just makes him, you know, just he's he's an influencer. Like he's that's Shaq. Basketball player turned influencer. It's working. That I can't <laughs> ask for a better. He apparently owns he's apparently is a part of an investment group that owns Home Depot. Of course he freaking is. What's he not invested in? Dude, I don't know. Papa John's Home Depot, like what every mother Everything. major Retailer Tonka trucks, uh, trucks, printers, like Caribbean cruises. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's the goat. It feels like it. It feels like it wouldn't take much for him to sponsor, like you know, sponsor the brunch breakdown. Not much. It doesn't feel like it. It would take much. A little story, and he would, a little nibble, and he would take up a huge chunk of it and just run with it. And then there we are. Okay. We're out there. I got it. Chris, you're about to have a kid. Here's the thing. We got to, all right, I'm going to, uh, we got to find a a toddler, sh like, or not a toddler shack jersey. We got to find like an infant shack jersey. You got to take a picture of the baby at the hospital in an infant shack jersey. We tag Shaq, and then that's how we get Shaq to shout out the brunch breakdown. People love babies. Not a bad Shaq idea. loves himself. I'm sure he <laughs> loves babies too. He's got them. He's got kids. There needs to be like another, what's the other another product in there? We need another prop that's related to something Shaq's invested in. Yes. Like, like a Tonka truck. Or, yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Tonka truck. What else does he do? Like some stupid water or something? Like, be it's like gotta a, be one of those things. A newborn baby in a Shaq jersey with a Home Depot apron. Yes. Okay. Topical. I love it. And we'll order a shakaroni to the room. <laughs> no, no, Chris. Me and Dan will order your shakaroni to the oh, room. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> we will order it to the room. Yes. We got you. I have an order for baby diesel. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. I don't know. Let's make it happen. I don't know what. Your kid's name is, but uh, Diesel is her name now. <laughs> <laughs> to her uncles, she we hadn't. She will we, and forever right. be Baby Diesel. Baby Diesel. We hadn't considered uh, Diesel for for Baby Girl Number Three, but now we're gonna have to have. A, we got like ten weeks left. We're gonna have some serious conversations. <laughs> <laughs> 
How did we get here? All right. <laughs> Let's get into what we're listening to. And boys, I'm oh. going to go right now because I have to get out of here. But I, so I'm going to give all three of my songs right yeah. now. Okay, here we go. Uh, I found my favorite song of 2023. It is a song called Texas by Jesse Murph and Maren Morris. And it is my favorite song of 2023. I want people to know this is not my song of the summer pick. This is my favorite song of the year. This is not a song hmm. for summer, guys. This is not a summer song. This is a hateful breakup anthem. And it's freaking awesome. Shouts to Maren Morris and Jesse Murph. I, 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 I'm obsessed with this song. Big time. All right. Um, Young Thug. Went through it. Incredible song. Incredible album. He somehow put this out in, in, while in jail. I don't get it. Anyways, went through it. It's freaking fire. And I'm putting another Young Thug song on here because I freaking love Young Thug. And I just, you know, good times. Young Thug, Jamie XX. That's what I'm putting on the playlist Ooh. this week. So we got three songs, three different feels. A uh, lot of Young Thug. Boys, this has been fun. In the show without me. I love you. How? We don't know how to, but we'll do, we'll do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. Later, boys. We're Gotta start, go dance. We'll start with three of us. We're down. To, and then there were two. See, this, feels more, this, this feels more normal, Dan. <laughs> um, well, I'll oh, give you all three of mine. We can just do three. three sure. Three. We'll uh, do it that way. My first song is an oldie but a goodie. Uh, it's from the Suicide Machines. I put them on our playlist a few times before. Their song called Hey, Dan, this is actually applicable for you. Our song, the Skunk 11, I'll Be Ross, You Be Rachel, otherwise yeah. known as the Hardcore Song. Of course. I wrote that song initially because of this song, Hey, from the Suicide Whoa. Machines. The, the change in tone and in tempo from the beginning of this song to the end of the song is wild. It just like came up on random uh, the other day for me when I was mowing the lawn and I was like, yeah, this song still has it. So we're putting that on. That's number one. Wow. Number two, Busted, Crash the Wedding 2.0. They put out an updated version of this song. Yes. Let's go Busted. All right, we're getting that on the playlist. <laughs> and then number three, Cliff Diver, uh, one of my favorite new ska bands. They put out a song two days ago called F-A-K-E. Spells fake, Dan. That's what that that's what that spells. Um, it does. Put them on the playlist as well. Those are my three. Interesting. Okay, those are good ones. I'm excited to hear them all. And I did not know that about the "I'll Be Ross, You'll Be You'll Be Rachel," uh, aka the hardcore song. That, that was the inspiration there. That was one of our most popular songs. Yeah, and like three seconds into this song, you're gonna totally get it. I promise. Okay. You're you're gonna be like, okay. <laughs> There we go. I love that. I love that throwback. Okay. Uh, here's the three for me, uh, starting with a band that I probably have never and probably has never made the sounds of brunch. Uh, Cold War Kids. Listen, they're a great group. Been around a long time. If you like their sound, you like their stuff. But they released a song last week called Double Life. And a little more upbeat, a little more catchy to this than typical Cold War Kids. All right. They're just like usually fine for me. But Double Life gave me a little double life. It's... I like it a lot, and I hope it's kind of a sign of more of the sound that Cold War Kids is going to. I highly doubt it, but it's a great song. Double <laughs> Life, Cold War Kids. Uh, next one up, a guy that's been featured a lot more recently on these playlists. My boy, Teddy Swims. This dude's voice. People, if you're not on board yet, what are you waiting for? It's soul. It's R&B colliding. So freaking good. The newest song is called Lose Control. You just get all the feels with this song. He just announced tour. He's coming to the Steel City. I cannot wait. Our boy, Teddy Swims. Um, and last but not least for me, I'm glad I got to go last because Dee Dee should be ashamed. I wasn't going to put this on the playlist, assuming he was going to. His girl, Macy Peters, put out her full leg album last week, and it's phenomenal. Uh, I'll put on... The self-titled track, it's called The Good Witch. The album is called The Good Witch. I'll put on the song, The Good Witch. Um, the whole album, fantastic, but I'll put that song. Uh, but check out the whole thing. He should have done that. He doubled up on Young Thug instead. You know what? That's fine. But he's a busy Vegas man, cutting podcasts short, you know? That's yeah. 
it's it's whatever it's okay well you lose sight of your priorities when you go out to vegas and clearly he's done that it's it's, absolutely uh we're all guilty of charge of that but you know he's out there on assignment you'd think he'd think he'd be a little bit better than that but oh well um well i guess this is the part where dd or no we say or do i don't know how this ends i guess we say it's going to be on the playlist and we update it on friday or whatever that's normally what dd says so yep, whatever yep. dd says that's and, what i meant to say right there and then uh <laughs> any final thoughts that's the vibe that's the thing i know that dd says dan do you have any final thoughts that's the big one the final thoughts um i don't know we talked about a lot this we week we um did. olympics in grocery stores and the, the i think the most important thing coming out of this though is chris is that we have the thing that's going to set us over the top to the top of the mountain. Baby Diesel coming your way very soon. Shaquille O'Neal at Shaq. Look out, baby. That's our that's our ticket. That's our ticket. Literally look out, baby. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> and that's the brunch breakdown. We're out.